Welcome back to another edition of the Wits Up podcast. It is fantastic to see all of your smiling faces once again today. We are chatting with Jackie Herring, who I believe uh, had to hide in a closet away from her two small humans so that she could get through this podcast uninterrupted. And by the end of our recording session, I believe also that it was around that time where the kids are getting ready and need to go to bed. So I'm pretty sure she just made herself nice and cozy in there uh, so that dad could put the kids to bed that night. So thank you very much, Jackie, for cramming this into your busy schedule, but also cramming yourself into a closet to make this happen. We appreciate you. Uh, before we get stuck into this episode, uh, here at Wits Up, we do our best to bring you content that is rich with passion, integrity, heart, and inspiration. We are here to share powerful stories about inspiring women. We are here to make a difference, to shine a light on women in our sport, and to make our sport better. Our content is independently driven. We work to bring you content that is purely for you, content we believe will entertain, inform, and be of interest to you. The content that you consume at WitsUp is for free, but content is not free to make. So for the price of a cup of coffee or two a month, I guess it depends on whether you're a short Mac or a grande kind of caffeine consumer, uh, you help make us more innovative, more driven and more focused to change the media landscape and to continue to bring powerful narratives of women in sport. So if you are not a member of WitsUp, please consider jumping on board and signing up at patreon.com slash WitsUp. Uh, we'll leave a link in the description of this podcast. And if you are already a member, thanks, legend. Do you like that little countdown? Yeah, that was really nice. Yes, beautiful. <laughs> Uh, now, everyone who is tuning in, we are catching up with Jackie Herring, who I don't think we've ever actually met face-to-face, have we? Probably not. Um, since I quit doing full Ironman, uh, I mean, I haven't been in Kona in forever, and we live mm. pretty far away, so <laughs> it <laughs> probably makes it wouldn't tough. run into each other. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, last time you were in Kona, was that 2012? No. Uh, might have been 2013 or so or, or 14. Okay, but it was a while ago. I actually ago. can't remember. It was a long time <laughs> ago. It was like in a lifetime ago when I had no children and I didn't even know what life was. <laughs> well... Let's get stuck straight into that. You, two kids, right? Yep, I have two kids. There's a four-year-old boy, Hunter, and Skylar, who's two. And they keep me pretty dang busy these days. Yeah, so a couple kids and I still do triathlon. Yeah. Four and two. Okay. Can I ask, was that age gap... Uh, plan because I know a lot of my friends try, you know, thought a lot of them had said, All right, when our first kid is two, we'd like to have the second one. And like they had it all planned. And then the first kid came, and that that timeline sort of got changed quite, quite a bit. Did were you guys planning on you know that two year age gap? Um, well, we don't plan anything really we just kind of <laughs> go with it um the first one was um like we had talked about having kids we had we were just freshly married and I was like you know I want to have kids but I have no idea if my body's gonna do this and I had been racing along you know a while and just kind of felt like my body was kind of weird like off I wasn't always getting my period and so I'm like, I'll just go off birth control and we'll just roll the dice and see what happens. And we just like didn't talk about it again until all of a sudden I was pregnant. And then oh. for the second one, pretty much I had failed to go back on birth control of any sort. And I was just, uh, it was like the month after I stopped breastfeeding, I just got pregnant again because out of pure laziness. <laughs> so then I... <laughs> So I am extremely lucky and proud of my body for 
being able to manage and do that on its own without causing any stress to me, I understand that that's like a really lucky situation. Um, but you know, it just kind of happened. And then after the second one, I was like, you know, made sure I was being like careful immediately. Cause I'm like, okay, it was really hard getting back in shape after one kid. And then it was, I mean, equally as hard and, but I mean, more balls in the air getting back into shape after two. But if I had a third, I'm pretty sure I would just totally give up and like do something else with myself. <laughs> just go straight for like eating brownies every day, I think. So. <laughs> so when you, so after the first kid, you, uh, sorry, Hunter, he has a name. Yeah. Hunter's, yep. Yep, Hunter's the, yep. Great. I love those names. Hunter and Skylar, great names. Um, right. Yeah. The so you're getting back into fitness. Um, what what kind of level did you get back into before you fell pregnant again? Um, so after Hunter, um, you know, like I got back into shape. So he was born in oh dear, 2016, <laughs> and <laughs> um, brain went to mush. He was born in 2016. I was like every new mom, like really overzealous with trying to get back in shape really, really quickly. And, you that, know. Uh, that doesn't ring a bell in the world of triathlon whatsoever. What are you talking about? No, no, there's not this like, I must have a kid and then race two months later thing going on at all. No, so no. after Hunter, I, uh, of course, tried to jump on that train and then my body just wasn't ready. I had a terribly hard birth with him. And I guess long story short, I eventually, um, so that year he was born kind of went to hell. I hurt my back and whatever. Mm. But the next year, 2017, I had a really good year of racing. Um, but then I became pregnant again. So maybe I only had a few good races. <laughs> I don't really pay much attention to my results, I guess. It all blurs together. But I think I I remember getting into what I thought was the best shape of my life. And then really? I became pre- – Yeah. What did I wow. – Yeah. I raced a few, like, where I was, like, at the time, I was like, wow, I got myself back in real good shape. This is awesome. And then uh, I became pregnant again. And I'm like, all right, well, I could probably do that again, I guess. Yeah. So <laughs> – well, I think, I mean, yeah, you've proven that you, you can. I mean, you, you've been posting some uh, pretty good results, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, lately. Yeah, definitely. Now I'm for sure back in shape and have a nice peace of mind that I will not, like, accidentally become pregnant again. So, <laughs> you know, it's like you've had a kid. It's a lot of work to to get all the balls moving in the right direction and get your body, like getting back into shape and just be have the whole family in the routine of it it takes a bit of work so I don't know I mean that's something we've we've managed over here to kind of get in the groove with and even like tonight I was like kind of like oh I don't know guys I don't think I'm gonna go on a bike ride just like being complaining mom and Hunter (laughs) is just like mom just go do your thing already and I'm like okay (gasps) like that's his, oh, like, I've that. never heard him, never heard him say that. Just go do your thing. I'm like, okay, I will go do my thing. Goodbye. So, <laughs> I wonder, I he, guess. He must have heard that somewhere, right? Like, that's a very specific phrase, right? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I, that's what I say when, when, like, I'll get the kids all set up with a whole bunch of snacks and I'll set out some new games and I'll say, okay, I'm going to go do my thing in the basement. Like, I go ride yep. a trainer in the basement. But I, like, prep them, like, they've got tons of cool stuff to do, so I can be down there at least, like, 45 minutes before they come bug me. And, (laughs) (laughs) Mom, just go do your thing. Like, okay. (laughs) Oh, so funny. I love it talking to parents who, you know, might say something like, oh, I don't know where this came from. He just all of a sudden said, do your thing. And I don't say that. (laughs) My, My mates have said that to me. I'm like... Are you kidding? That I hear you saying that all the time yeah. and they just don't they don't realize until their kids become like a little reflection of themselves. 
Oh, it's crazy. Some of the stuff that they just pick up, like it makes me be very careful about like, especially when I'm driving, like I used to just be like a snarky driver and just be going off. And now I'm, I'm just like so nice. Like, oh, that person must be in a real big hurry. Like, (gasps) can't say anything. Like, no mean stuff or he'll start saying it. Yeah, I'm going to have to be very careful myself. Um, I, I, I definitely am going to have to curtail my swearing because oh yeah, I, I, I yeah, uh, she Frankie is definitely saying the word shit. Um, we tried to <laughs> convince ourselves that she was saying sit because we say that to the dog all the time, but when she falls over and goes shit, I'm, I'm yeah, pretty sure oh, she's no. dropping. <laughs> oh. I still think it's funny. She's still cute, right? It's still just funny. <laughs> yeah, it. The only time it turns not cute is when you like take them to like preschool and yeah. they're saying it in the class, and the teacher's like, "Um, what is your? What's wrong with your kid here?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, that's when he's going to turn around and say to the teacher, "It's okay, just go do your thing. We've got this." Like, yeah, just go right. do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> the other one um, he does. The other one he does is like, I just need my alone time. And he'll like oh, storm stop. away. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. That's so good. Oh, yeah. wow. So does he appreciate the fact that he's a big brother or is his sister, sister, yeah? Skylar's a little girl. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I just had to think for a second because, I mean, Frankie's a boy's name or a girl's name. So every now and yeah. then I'm like, oh. Um. Do, yeah. Does he appreciate that he's a big brother, or is Skylar a- a- annoying for him? Uh, a little bit of both. Depends on the right. time. He likes to be the big brother and kind of be in charge, and he's also a very like really sweet helper kid too. He's he's a nice. I don't know. I guess he's my kid, but but he also is definitely a helper. <laughs> he cares. I could tell he like really tries to take care of her. So it's, yeah, it's right. a cute, it's cute ages. I think that's why people do do it two years apart is they're very sweet to watch and they play well and yeah, all good. Yeah. Right. So uh, out of the two of them, what, what sort of traits do you see from yourself in your kids and same like with your husband, are you noticing their little personalities move more towards you or your husband or both or? I think it's it's still pretty hard to say. They're both, um, I mean, I don't know. Me and my husband both really like to do our own thing. Um, and we both, vet, like, need our, our space and, and um, I don't know, get really <laughs> mad when we're hungry. And the kids are definitely like that. <laughs> so, like, when we get our late for yeah. a meal, it's like everybody's screaming and mad. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, doesn't go real well then. <laughs> what What does your husband do? He's in sales. He's in uh, orthopedic sales. So he hasn't been working oh. much at all yeah. because he he does mostly like elective surgery type stuff. Yeah, right. But and so, he he's quite active himself. Yeah, we met at a swimming pool. Actually, ah. he was like floundering around. Um, really terribly, and I was like, "That guy's gonna drown." And um, <laughs> I made friends with his buddy he was with, and we all just came- became friends for a while. And yeah, he's he's a fast. He was a triathlete. And we trained together when we um we first met, and we were friends. And since he's the last, well, pretty much since we got married, he kind of gave all that up for hunting and fishing. So. It's fine. We go on about one bike ride a year together and that's enjoyable. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's good. (laughs) Um, I wanted to ask you, so before we hit record, I was saying, you know, is there anything off limits? And I think I was making you quite nervous about what I could potentially uncover. (laughs) So here it is. Here's here's what we're about to uncover here on the Wits Up podcast. And, And Jackie should be nervous. I'm joking. What is what is a snowshoe scurry? Snowshoe scurry. Have I got scurry. that right? That's a, yeah. That's okay. so funny. Um, well, 
we love snowshoe running, and that's a thing here in Wisconsin. We get a fair amount of snow, um, some years better than others. Uh, but we started snowshoe running, and we just started putting on snowshoe races, and it's really, really fun. Right. You get snow okay. there? You get well, snow? We do, but not really. Not really. Not not like over there. Um, if you you can head up to the mountains, but from where I live, it's a four hour drive to to go snowboarding or skiing. So it's it's a oh, very okay. different. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, you don't hear much about that kind of thing here. So I'm fascinated by it. So you so you you put on this event, right? So you're event, essentially event directors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, they're not very big. I mean, think about, like, it's, like, pretty much trail running but in the winter. And you put snowshoes on and run. It's hard and not everybody is interested in doing it, although I feel like everybody would love it. It's it's really fun. It's hard. You know, the first time I did it, I, you know, always tell the story, like, I definitely cried, like, real tears because... It was so hard. Couldn't keep up. Like, it's just a challenging activity, but can be super duper fun. If you love, like, running outside in the winter um, and you want to be on trails, this is pretty much the way to do it. So the snowshoes are like the tennis rackets on your feet, right? That's the old school one, right? That would be old school, like, if you live in Alaska. (laughs) They make like, I mean, snowshoes now are like carbon fiber, like really light. Uh, I mean, they hardly weigh a thing now. They're right. li- just like a bit bigger than your shoe and you just run normal. So I think I think that's what I did when I visited Mary Beth Ellis in Boston a couple of years ago over Christmas. I'm pretty sure that's what what we did, but I was expecting to be putting tennis tennis rackets on my feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you like strapped your shoes in. Did you run or did you just walk? No, I wasn't feeling very well, but I like, I really wanted to do this, mainly because I was excited about tennis rackets on my feet. So I was a bit disappointed. <laughs> to, but we, um, yeah, we, we strapped them in and, but we, it was more of a hike more than anything else. And she was yeah. like, I mean, sh- you know, she's a, so fit even after she's retired and she's you know still crazy and she was pretty much running 500 meters ahead of us and then coming back to join us and then going back up she just did like a constant fartlek session and we're struggling to you know because i think it's a certain um type of fitness that kind of thing oh yeah it's different for sure like it takes Every fall, I think I'm in really good run shape, and then the snow comes, and I start snowshoe running. And no doubt, like the first several snowshoe runs, makes you feel like you're just in like the worst shape of your life. You can't even yep. breathe. It's like a VO2 workout, and then you get used to it and figure out your pacing, and and then it's fine. And then come like March or February when you get off the snowshoes and start running on the ground again all of a sudden you feel like super amazing yeah right so it is a really good off-season training I like it yeah I mean it makes gets you off the treadmill a bit yeah yeah all right I like it yeah we just don't get to experience that kind of thing so when when people tell me these stories like they've gone uh (laughs) cross-country skiing I'm like do you do that from your front door like that to me is amazing <laughs> like we have to drive so far to go and do that kind of stuff it's cool yeah yeah we are lucky where we live we have a, a lot of trail systems like real close by so yeah right that's, so did, that's nice did, sorry did you grow up in that area yep yeah i grew up in madison wisconsin here so yeah pretty much went to school like two hours away for college mm-hmm. and moved back I just like it. I like having all the seasons. We get like so, really, we get really hot, humid summer and really cold, snowy winter and a nice spring and a nice fall and makes it, keeps it interesting here. Yeah, right. So is your whole family still there? Um, Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, my, yeah, I guess very close now. My mom and sister each live different directions but like 15 minutes away each way yeah right so 
close. Yeah. <laughs> too close, and maybe. <laughs> it's, I always find it quite interesting because my uh, family all live in Tassie, which is about an hour flight from here, which doesn't seem, you know, an hour flight isn't that far, but you still got to get to the airport and especially now with right. a kid, tra- travel isn't just a quick jump on a plane type of deal, right? Nah. Um But, yeah, so... I always find it interesting um, when families are so close in proximity and how that dynamic works because I think oh, I don't I don't know how I would cope being that close to my family personally and I probably have a very different relationship to my family than you do with yours. I'm not sure. I mean, it gets <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to say. It gets really <laughs> tricky because you know when when you have kids and um your family lives close, you expect that they might help a lot. And Mm -hmm. people have different expectations of what help and a lot of help is. And that's kind of a tricky thing for me and my sister. My sister now is a kid too. And that's, we had different expectations of, I don't know (laughs) what my mom might want to help with. um, versus (laughs) What she does. And, and, she's still working and she's busy and she has all her own stuff. So, so like I get it. She's like doing her thing and Mm. just doesn't have space to um, like care for kids right now. So I'm always very jealous of the people who have the families close by that actually like, like take a lot of, you know, take their kids two days a week or something like that. Mm. Like, can you imagine that would be like pretty cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, we haven't, uh, we haven't been able to do that at all, at all since having Frankie, uh, cause Brett's parents live uh, like an hour away and they're a little bit older. They're not all that comfortable just watching her by themselves. Right. And then his brothers are even, you know, sort of further away, but they've got kids who are 20. So, you know, we're kind of in that sort of weird space of, you know, you know, age groups and stuff. Um, yeah. And they'd love to hang out a bit more, but it's a, you know, if we want to go out for the night, it's a two-hour return trip to drop Frankie off and that just, that's not going to work. Um, so, yeah, we've we've had to, well, rely on friends who are now kind of our family anyway. Uh, but, you know, they've got their own kids as well. And, yeah, it's it's, I think you nailed it when you said everyone's expectations are a little bit different and you don't know until you're, you're in that situation. Totally. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, Mm. and that's taken a bit of like, I'm like at peace with it now and I'm really good at finding help with the kids and, and getting babysitters and setting stuff up and not like calling or depending on, on my mom specifically, I guess, uh, Mm -hmm. or, or my sister and just assuming that they'll do it because they have their own stuff and their own lives going on too. And yeah, that's you know. Yeah, do you, tough. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Are, are you close with your sister, or did you you grow up close with each other? Well, we are close. We are very close now. She's seven years younger than me, so I'm the oldest, oh, wow. and she's the youngest. Yeah. So, and we have a brother in between, but she uh, lived in Florida for a bit and. Uh, just came back a couple of years ago to Wisconsin. So we have gotten really close the last couple of years. So that's real nice. Yeah, have, right. And- to have her close and have a cousin for the kids to play with. And yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's nice. And your brother's moved away as well? He, he lives close by too, but he's just yeah. his own. He's off on in his own <laughs> land. <laughs> Today, I've um, spoken to a lot of people with brothers and sisters, and I don't, I don't think I've actually heard of that combination in, in with the people that I've spoken to on the podcast, where it's the um, sister brother sister. I'm the reverse of that; it's brother sister brother, um, and I just I find the dynamics really quite interesting. Uh, a lot of people sort of say that the the eldest is meant to be like the parenting kind of figure, um, which is definitely not the case in our, in our family. Is it, is that kind of the case in yours? I think so. Yeah. I think, uh, unfortunately I am like your stereotypical, like firstborn <laughs> kid. <laughs> the very bossy little gal, I think when I was young and 
that seems to have continued on. So, <laughs> no, I'm I'm nicer now probably than I used to be. <laughs> you weren't. You, yeah. you don't reckon you were nice? Too controlling. Well, well, I think of my little sister. I mean, within the family, especially. You know, seven years. I was really. I think just tried to be a mom and a boss to her and you can't play when you're that far apart it's more like you're telling them what to do sure and they're listening yeah Yeah, (laughs) i don't know i I, that's why i mean my kids i like that they're closer in age that hopefully they won't have that like one person's the boss all the time situation (laughs) 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 oh man i don't know I, i mean I think I was the bossiest out of all of us um, and we we're all close in age and I, I still remember bossing my brothers around. Uh, didn't, <laughs> didn't always pan out the way I wanted. Um, we always found that eventually two would gang up on one um, some in some shape. It would always change, uh, but I definitely remember always being the one pretty much dictating what we had to do. <laughs> Oh, man. We had my sister convinced for the longest time that she was adopted. Me and my oh brother. My just like, like, cause she had blonde hair, like, like dirty blonde and all like me and my brother have like this really dark brown hair. We had her. Yeah. She was like in tears every night for months. She was adopted. <laughs> like, you don't belong in this family. We were so mean to her for a while there. Oh How old were you when you were doing this? I can't. Old enough that I remember it, so it must yeah. have been like, must have been like, well, I was probably like ten or something, right? Wow, I how, don't know, <laughs> like so mean. <laughs> how do how do kids get away with? Because obviously that's over a period of time that you're traumatizing your poor sister. Yeah, but and I'm, sure, I'm sure your parents have picked up on it at some stage. That this is what's happening, but how do kids have the guts to just keep? at it because I'm sure your parents pulled you up on it quite a few times but you're like nah we're just sticking with this story how do they get away how do kids get away with that shit I don't know because well I remember my parents tactic I think was just like maybe I'd have a time out in my room that didn't really bug me too bad and then they just (laughs) say just go outside and you know this was back in the day when you could just go outside and literally like, go out there, don't come back for, like, four hours till you're hungry. Just go play outside, yeah. do whatever, <laughs> don't care, come back when it's time to eat, and then we could just go do whatever outside. And oh, I guess maybe then we could just continue the torment, but <laughs> I, don't I don't think we let her play with us outside. She was too little. <laughs> oh, girl. goodness. Oh, man. That's the thing. How old are you? Uh, 35 now. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, you're an 80s child. Um, yeah. Yeah, I remember that kind of parenting as well, just go outside and play. And, yeah, you would not return for hours. But I can't imagine doing that with with Frankie ever saying, well, maybe it's a different, you know, it's a different day and age these days yeah, type of thing. Yeah, it just is. Yeah. It, yeah, it just is. Hey, it's just a different. It's different. Like, we let our kids go play out in the yard, and I'm not yeah. sure how it's going to be when when they're a little older. Like, they just found, we just found this little creek where they found some tadpoles, and now they're all fired up. And it's like, oh, of gosh. course, now they're too young to go there on their own. But we saw these, like, you know, maybe like 8-year-old, eight 8- or 10-year-old year boys fishing there. Like, okay, we could just send them yeah. down, like go to the creek and go fishing sure i yeah. i think i think it depends where you live like if you're not in a city yeah. and you're in a safe little like town or suburb or yeah. or you know in the country i don't know at least around yeah. here i think i would feel like i could still just say okay go play for a while come back at dinner yeah yeah mate right yeah i don't know yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know the, the answer. I think you nailed it when you said it. Just it kind of depends on where you are as well. I don't yeah. – we live on a road that a tram comes – you'll probably hear the tram about 10 times during this chat. A <laughs> tram goes straight past our front door um, every 10 minutes or so. So, I, you know, w- we live in a b- very busy area. I don't think I could say to Frankie right now where we live, but 
where we grew up, I think that would be a different story, uh, being in Tassie, um, yeah, letting it go off. Because I remember those days going to um, catch tadpoles and watch them turn into frogs. You bring them home and put them in the tank. I remember doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had this woods growing where I grew up. It was just this big, huge field. You had to walk through this big field and down this big hill to get to school. And halfway on the way to school was this, like, little forest. And yeah. we would just, like, like leave whenever you leave for school. I have no, I have no memory if we were ever on time or not on time. I probably was because I was, like, a hyper rule follower. <laughs> but really, we would always, like, stop at this forest and screw around. And, you know, and all the neighborhood kids would just, like, show up in this woods and just play yeah. there. Some people bring snacks and, you know, just that's where you hang yeah. out. So, yeah, I don't yeah. know. It was, it was a different a different time. No one had a way to contact. You know, that's the weird thing now. Yeah. Is all the kids, like eight-year-olds have cell phones. Their oh, parents, gosh. There's like always a way to contact everyone. I'm so weird about kids and electronics. And I don't want my kid to have to be texting me every 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> just go. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> just so. go do your thing. <laughs> do your thing. <laughs> oh my goodness. The other day Frankie's um grabbed Breddy's iPad and it's just like like we were saying earlier, when you um they just pick up on everything. We haven't sat down to teach her how to use an iPad. And she's just clicking on things and swiping and yeah. getting rid of messages when they pop up. And I'm like, "What? it's not like we've sat down here with you to show you. She just, they just watch everything. They soak it all yeah. up. It's insane. Insane. Yeah. Far yeah, out. Skylar, um, all right, go ahead. No, 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 you go, Skylar. Oh, she'll pick up a remote control and, like, pretend it's a phone and just start, like, Same. pushing like she's clicking. And like swiping her finger, like they know the motions that you're supposed yeah. to do on the phone. So, yeah. Yeah. Fun. Actually, what I found the most fascinating is because I never use my phone like a phone. I will typically put the headphones in um, or it's texting or whatever. So I don't actually hold it up to my head very often. And she walks around with, she'll grab a phone or the remote control and talk on it like, you normally should, but I'm like, where did you even learn that? Because I certainly don't do that, but maybe Brett oh, does because he's pretty old school. Maybe she's seen <laughs> yeah, him talk on right. the phone like that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I wanted to go back. You said you used to be a rule follower. Well, I assume you probably still are a bit of a rule follower. More or less. <laughs> I mean, so what, I've had what, my phases. I'm good now. <laughs> oh, I'll just jot that down. Phases. No. Let's go back to that one. Yes. Um, but rule follower, at school, does that mean that you were, you know, a bit of a teacher's pet or what, what kind of uh, student were you? Uh, yeah, I would say, like, pretty much teacher's pet. Like, I mean, just the stereotypical firstborn. Like, I just was, like, overachiever. Really, I was a really good student. Um, and like crazy, just like motivated for sports. Um, and, and my parents were good about taking, letting me do whatever sports I wanted. And, and I don't know, must've like, uh, like fostered my ambition, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So what sports were they when you were growing up? So I swam and I played soccer. Um, nice. Yeah. And I played, yeah, I did those swimming um, just like all the time growing up and like through high school and then a year in college. And then soccer I played till high school and I was playing year round and I think I realized I just like, like liked all the people and that we were all, my, those were all my friends, but I wasn't really like that awesome at it. I was just more of a runner, it turns out. Right. So I quit I quit soccer and, and just did like cross country and track. Just removing the ball from the equation, I became like way, way better. <laughs> so that was good. 
I do I do have this theory that the majority of triathletes aren't so great with coordination. Um, so we don't find many professional elite triathletes who we're good at ball sports or are good at ball sports. Yeah. That, it does happen, <laughs> but the majority are not. And that sounds like that's kind of you. Yeah, that's very safe to say for me. Yeah. <laughs> like I tried real hard and I, I enjoyed it. I think I was okay just based on, um, I don't know, like just general fitness, but yeah, yeah, no good, real bad. <laughs> uh, I love it. I've oh. always wanted to do a series of um, like video interviews with pro triathletes and then just randomly throw stuff at them to see if they can – continue talking and catch whatever I throw at them. I think, oh, I think it would be funny. <laughs> we wouldn't even have to talk and I won't be able to catch it. You yeah, could just yeah. throw it at me. I could <laughs> just like, stand there. Yeah. I could even give like you a, a, a countdown, like a one, two, and then yeah. still throw it and see, and see how you go. Yeah. I, you're not the only one. It is definitely a theme with uh, elite and professional triathletes for sure. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so when uh, so throughout school, uh, parents are driving you around, uh, and I assume that's early mornings with swimming. Yep, I did. Yeah, early morning swim after whatever sport was after school, and ended up probably swimming in the summer. I think I feel like I rode my bike to swim in the summer. Maybe. Who knows. But <laughs> I was going all over the place, swimming everywhere, just playing outside, doing everything. So Yeah. And then you said that you went away for college, which is our university. Is that right? That's what yep. you mean by college? Yep. Yeah, so after what, high school. Yep. So what, what, was, uh, what were you studying when you, you left for college? So I was like – um, you know, really studious, but then I like liked so many things. I had no idea what I exactly wanted to do. So I thought I was going to go into physical therapy, which I think I would have really loved. Um, so I started doing like biology and then I got this idea in my head that I wanted to go overseas. So I, uh -huh. uh, and I, and I was like speaking some Spanish. So I tested into this like pretty high Spanish class where I could go, like, live in Spain for a summer and um, did that. And then oh wow, ended up just, like, doing biology, like, pretty, like, biology and Spanish, like, nothing specific. I was kind of thinking I would just go to more school after I um, got my undergraduate and then figure out what I wanted to do. Um, so... I kind of, but then I got done with school and I was like, I don't want to go to any more school. I just want to get a job and pay my bills. And so I started, um, working at this like R and D, um, essentially doing like R and D chemistry stuff, which I was terrible at chemistry. So it was a really rough job for me. <laughs> so, so uh, my... yeah. <laughs> where 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 in Spain did you live? How long for? Uh just a couple, just a part of a summer. It was in Valladolid, which is a kind of in between Madrid and the north coast. Okay. Yeah. It was And did you love it? It was like it was a big city. I loved the experience. I was not really exercising. I was just living the Spanish life. Um Right taking big old naps and eating dinner at 1030 <laughs> and staying out till bar time every single night. So it was not my most healthy phase of life, but <laughs> I, I, I was immersed in the culture for sure. Can you imagine trying to do that now? Well, there's no way I could stay awake that late now. No possible <laughs> way. I mean, <laughs> no. The oh, naps. I, I mean, I can I can really imagine the naps. I I dream about those naps. Yeah, but, I bet. Oh man, but the rest of it, I it, I would probably die really quickly. <laughs> so, so bad. From the sounds of things, you're um, 
you're more of a and correct me if I'm wrong, um, more of a country, small town kind of gal. Is that right? That's probably right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I mean, yeah, the town I grew up in, we had like drive your tractor to school day. What? So, what do you yeah, mean? A whole, like a whole parking lot, all the farmers. We had a lot of farmers at our school. And so, and we had like a couple days where they would just all drive their tractors in the parking lot. And then in the winter, half of the parking lot was snowmobiles. <laughs> of course. Like it was. they just drive their sleds to school. Oh, <laughs> uh, I love it. Um, did you say drag or drive your tractor to school? Drive. Okay, so which, which is still, I think, amazing and funny and everything. But I, at first, thought you said drag, and I was envisioning these kids, like, with ropes around their waist, all tied oh. to a tractor, and it was like a strongman competition oh. for all the kids. That's what I first thought. So I was like, what the hell? That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, you all, see the that? Big, all the big farm kids, they, some of them could have done it probably. <laughs> but you know those strongman or strongwoman competitions? Have you you seen those where they like drag oh, yeah. planes and trucks and stuff? Yeah, they could get their Love snowshoes those. on and do that with the snowmobiles as well in winter. Oh god, it's brilliant! Oh yeah, <laughs> brilliant. there you go. There's your next we've event. Invented, yeah, well, I we've had like five different like YouTube channel ideas here already. Just one with pro triathletes catching balls. One yeah. with. <laughs> Strongman <laughs> competitions with tractors. I love it. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And we've we've still got a few more minutes up our sleeves to come up with a few more ideas. It's brilliant. I'm I'm making yeah. notes as we go. Oh, <laughs> too funny. Um, am I right in thinking that you have a dog? I have a dog. I have a Vishla. Yes, you do. Yeah. He his name is Stuart. Oh, my, that's a great name. Yep, he, we got him the year before Hunter, so Stuart is five, and Aww. he just started getting some of his, like, gray dog hair. I don't know, he's looking a little, like, weathered, but yep. he's he's a sweet boy, and he's, he's great with the kids. So handsome. Vistlers are just the most beautiful dogs. They're so good. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's good. He's... Uh, I mean, he's got his quirks, like any dog. But oh, yeah. Mostly yep. I love him. And he is he your stereotypical um, Velcro Vistler that he just needs to be on you or leaning next to you or just in, up in your face? For sure, yeah. He wants to be <laughs> on your lap. Like we were out on the boat this morning and he, like, you know, we've got like kind of like a bench-style seat and he, like, must jump up on our lap and Aww. sit there like super awkwardly he doesn't care so <laughs> they are awkward though because they like they're so skinny right and they've just got th these long legs that they think they're smaller than what they are they think they're jack russell's size when they're not yeah ours is like hmm. 60 pounds and he's trying to get up on my lap <laughs> like every minute <laughs> oh they are the best though and um how good a I, like, I'm so glad that Frankie gets to grow up with a dog because I just think dogs and kids, that relationship is just the coolest. And they can learn so much from their furry friends. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And not to mention, like, I think it's a good, like, starter for chores for kids because you can't ah, really, like, yes. I mean, like, scoop the food, put the food in. We got to take the dog for a walk and, like, learning, yep. like responsibilities but like they care about the dog so they're gonna do it right yeah like, yep so yeah I'd, i think it's great i didn't grow up with a dog but um ah. i can tell that that it's really really sweet for them and and they love him a lot yeah they cry when we leave him so <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah muffins oh so cute <laughs> when whenever frankie and i because often frankie and i will have to go away and brett uh has to stay home with henry but the second they are reunited it's like a rom-com run across the airport kind of style oh, yeah. hugging each other it's crazy and i love it so good Aww. 
Um, okay, now you tried to brush over this, but I wrote I wrote this word down and I circled it to make sure that I came back to it because I have this great um, knack of going on tangents and forgetting where I was and not being able to come back to certain things. So I've written it down. You said phases. You went through some phases throughout your life. Does that mean, you know, at certain times were you uh, a bit of a delinquent or what, what did you mean by that? <laughs> I had some phases. Yeah, I think I, I, I mean, yeah, I'm not, I, w- I think I had like a rebellious phase after my like super rule follower, like mm. perfectionist stage I guess that led me through like partway through high school I think I started like the normal like experimental bit of phase that led me to college which was like a little bit off the rails um I don't know I mean it's it's weird because I I can I was like way overboard doing a lot of not good things and maybe partying just way too much but that's what I swam my first couple of years, and that's what the swimmers did. They were just yeah, right. crazy part. They were just crazy partiers, and I got sucked yeah. up into that. And um, you know, it made me really not be good at swimming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but it was fun. Um, I had to like quit swimming and just straight up like start running marathons to like lose a bunch of weight and get my body back right and you know recover from being such a screw off for a couple of years but <laughs> you know some good experiences and it helped me learn my limits and knock a bunch of things off my list that now I feel like I could be like super boring and it doesn't matter because I got all the crazy stuff out of my system yeah like you've you've lived lived and worked um overseas or studied overseas uh you've done the crazy partying and yeah you can settle into life now yeah i don't have to do anything crazy anymore (laughs) (laughs) except for being a professional triathlete which is actually kind of pretty crazy in its own own way yeah it is yeah especially i mean yeah, there's a level of crazy to that, and and it's also it's also fun though. It's a good challenge, keeps me busy. <laughs> so you still um, in in love with the sport? I love it. I I think you know I think I had kids. It's kind of a weird weird timing. I think in my triathlon career or whatever, you know five years ago, well, Hunter's four. So four years ago when I was like 30, it was about the time that all the girls had kind of started with, like everybody's kind of starting to come into their own, like start producing Mm -hmm. results. You know, I came in at the time of like, like Heather Jackson and, Mm -hmm. um, a bunch of kind of all the people now that are like really big is the group that I was with. And, you know, at the time when they started getting big is when, you know, popular, I guess, is like, then I started having kids and, you know, it's been, it's been even more rewarding, I think, and kind of just like a fresh start for me in triathlon coming back after kids is, you know, getting myself to a place where I can compete with these people and feel it. I don't know. I just feel like proud of myself and my body and just mm. like excite very excited about the sport just because I have kind of like got back into it after you know kind of like making making a family I guess <laughs> which which is <laughs> yeah. a hard thing you know and and like yeah. we kind of covered already I didn't think too hard about you know the effect of kids on triathlon because I just knew that kids were something I wanted in my life and triathlon wasn't going to go anywhere. And so yeah. anyways, yeah, I still love it a lot. I love it probably more than I used to, I think, because yeah. now it, it is kind of like my, my thing and my escape also. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. 
your yeah. thing. Just mama's doing thing. her thing. It's just, just leave me alone. I'm doing my thing. <laughs> uh, it's so, it's so interesting that you say though that um, you, your sort of era was um, when yeah, Heather Jacksons were into the sport and they were starting to to become big, and then you left for a while to ha- have the family and come back. Because if you look at your results, you are a phenomenal athlete, uh, and your run is just incredible but I feel like you fly under the radar a fair bit um I I don't feel like you get the exposure that you deserve I guess based on your results is that is that something that you feel or yeah I do um yeah we talk about that around the house a lot and I think it's a few <laughs> it's a few things. My husband's like, "So, are you the real deal or what?" <laughs> no. Oh, I love it. Just keep it real. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> um, it's I think it's like uh I mean, people have managers. I don't have a manager. I mean, I think there's things I could probably do maybe or maybe not. I'm not sure. I just mm. I think I don't have a lot of spare time is what it comes mm. down to, to maybe, maybe that other people do to be doing all the other stuff that people might do. <laughs> I'm really not sure, <laughs> but you know, or maybe it's that, and this has kind of been some things with sponsors is like, I think people want to be with people for their whole, or, you know, when they're like, up and coming or getting big. Mm. Is that a thing? I'm not sure. Whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Obviously I don't have the sponsor thing figured out necessarily or the exposure. Um, but you know, I'm just, I'm just who I am. I'm just a mom out there trying to raise people and (laughs) that's that's like all I can do. It's, it's super hard. I just find this whole topic quite interesting um, and I, I certainly don't have the answers, but, you know, I, I look at someone like yourself and think you're incredible, uh, incredible athlete, hands down, forget whether you're a mum or not, but then obviously being a mum who's come back from having two kids and uh, getting the results that you're getting is, you know, that's another level again. Um, and I just I, I wonder why you don't seem to have as big a profile as some of the others and I maybe it's because the others had those extra years to build their profiles before they had kids so that almost sort of helped them through that period to to then be able to come back I I, I don't know um it's it's super interesting but is it something that um f- frustrates you I sh- should is that is that a good way to say it? I'm not too sure. Is it something that you'd like to change? Like, is it, or are you just happy being doing your thing? <laughs> um, I would say occasionally it does frustrate me, but you know, I have I have a really weird relationship with the whole topic as well. I do think you know the people that do have you know, big following, whatever, they've earned it. They have a lot of years of a lot of good results. And, and there's like so many great people in triathlon. Like a lot of these ladies are Mm. just super great people and they deserve all of that. And it's not that I don't think I deserve that too, but it's, you know, it's just, yeah, they've built up the following. I think a bit before kids is probably the Mm. difference. Um, And I don't, I don't think I did that. And that's fine. And but of course it is something um that I I wouldn't mind changing. I think I I'm relatable. I'm just a normal person <laughs> and I think I do have like good a good story and good stories to tell and and I really like just connecting with the general like triathlon world out there. It's a, like a sport I love dearly. So um yeah. I guess it is kind of something I'm working on. Yeah, okay. So w- when you say you like connecting with the triathlon world, you're, you're a coach as well? Are you still coaching? Um. Well, it was kind of bad timing with all the racing, but I pretty much cut back. I only uh, I cut back to like three people coaching because um, I was just going to focus on racing for this year. 
Ah, uh, okay. So, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It's worked out. It's it's made me like I've been able to like focus on our events and do more stuff with the kids and stuff. So that's fine. Yeah, but. yeah. I actually, um, I'm glad you brought up the events because I did want to come back to that as well. Being a, a an event director has, I assume that COVID nineteen has affected that side of things a fair bit as well. Where where are you guys at with your event planning? Uh, yeah, it's that's kind of frustrating. Um, tricky times. We had yeah. an East, we have an Easter race, like a family fun expo, 5k, 10k kids run the whole egg hunt bounce house thing. Obviously we mm-hmm. had to cancel that and it was too yeah. late. You know, it was like well, only a month or so notice till that. So we had to switch it to virtual mm. and couldn't refund people. And oh. mostly everybody was fine with it. And I think now oh, that's people good. are getting, people are getting more on board with, like stuff being virtual events so i think it's becoming more normal um but our swim races i just had to cancel the one in july like just oh, yesterday damn. yeah so uh, that one i hadn't spent any money on so then we were able to um like offer transfer to our next race or defer it to next year so pretty much what it means for me is just a whole bunch of um emailing and mm-hmm. um i don't know kind of just like trying just a lot of time spending on things that aren't even going to happen or really like generate any revenue for this year because we're going to transfer everybody to next year so yeah yeah it, so it's it's not great times for any events company out there i don't think no, and that's the thing, big or small um, event yeah. companies, it um, it certainly is tough times for sure. And um, for, just because I can't think of another word, but the amount of pivoting that uh, companies have had to do is, is quite outstanding um, what yeah. people are managing to pull together. Um, but, yeah, I certainly feel for the, for the smaller companies, event companies who – you know, maybe just have one or two a year. Um, and I, I saw something written the other day or a couple of weeks ago that essentially, you know, those sold out races that you're dying to do each year, they, they actually need your support. So please don't beg them for refunds if you can afford it. Um, right. You know, because it could essentially mean that it's not just this year that you miss out on. We won't be able to put that race on again. Um, you know, that kind of thing, which is – yeah, that makes it tough. It's not just a uh, twenty twenty that it that it um, uh, affects. It's the the ongoing event for sure. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It is. It. I have had a couple. Like, I try not to get too into it with like people who email, but the real mm. thing of it is like I sign my name on the emails from like all of our event emails. Like people know that it's coming from me and. Most people, mm. uh, you know, when they when you put a name on it and not just the events company, um, yeah. tend to like respond in a pretty respectful way. But there, you know, there's always one or two that are like, "I demand a refund. You can't keep my money." And it's like, okay, I will mm. personally call that person and say, "Yes, I will give you your money." Like, but here is my side of the story and kind of exactly what you just said. Like, yeah. you know, there. <laughs> if we've already spent their money on things, permits or whatever we've Mm. already ordered, like that's like taking, like I'm losing money on this now. So yeah, yeah, it gets, it gets tricky and hopefully, you know, we'll have some things will get better soon or we'll just all be done doing events and do virtual events. (laughs) And I do love racing Swift. So uh well i hope things do uh get better soon and i i I don't know i i just i hope that people can practice the out of compassion a bit um because yeah i think everyone's got their own story to tell at the moment and there's things that affect people more than others in different ways and yeah all all we can do is practice that out of compassion i think yeah yeah that's it yeah 
Um, we've got to start wrapping things up. Um, you probably have to have dinner or go to bed or what time is it over there at the moment? Um, must be about eight. Yeah. Okay. I think, yeah. well, I shoveled a dinner in right before this, so I've, I'm good there, but I'll just keep oh, chatting. Yeah. I'll just keep sitting in my closet until my husband gets the kids down for bed. If that's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, it's like that case of uh, you're about to get home and you're like, ooh, I know the kids are going to be out of control. I'll just do a couple more blocks. It's all good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I've done that at all. No. Ever. That would ever. be totally crazy. No one would do that. <laughs> Um, but one thing I'm trying to do with the podcast is just have a little bit of fun at the end of the, well, we'll see if it's fun. Who knows? Um, but at the end of the episode, my, the last question I'm asking people is, who is your favorite famous Jackie? Um, <laughs> well, I would, uh, I don't know, but the only one I could think of is Jackie Chan. <laughs> That's all I can think of as well. That's all I can think of. So I guess that would be that. Um, oh, goodness. Entertaining movie, I guess. Right? Um, sure, I'm just trying. I don't yeah, yeah. even remember. <laughs> but I'm trying to think of, um, is it Total Rush or something? He's with um, Chris. Um, Chris Rock? No, is, no, Chris Tucker, isn't it? Oh, yeah, Jackie maybe. Chan and wait, hang on. And yeah, I think it's Chris Tucker. Oh, um, dear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm just Jackie Googling. I'm, saying, I'm just Googling famous, hang on, famous Jackies. I should have done this before the podcast to see, but Jackie Chan was all I could think of as well. I couldn't famous think maybe Jackie. Jackie Onassis. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, um. Oh. oh, here you go. The first article that I pulled up, I said, I've, so I've written in famous Jackies. The most famous person named Jackie is Jackie Chan on this one. So if this is a test, right, you would get an A. <laughs> oh, thank you. That makes me feel good. <laughs> and the rest, I don't even know. Do you know, um, do you know who Jackie Coogan is? No. No. Nah. It looks like it's I'm the not guy. I know any. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's is it Uncle Fester from the Adams family, the bald one. That's Jackie Coogan. Oh gosh, I would never yeah. know that person's that, name. Um, I don't. No. Nah. So that the whole first page, which is the top thirty, don't know any of them other than Jackie Chan. So we were both right. We win. Yeah, we win. Maybe I better start <laughs> getting like. Maybe I could get my name on that list. Yeah. Oh, let's no work on Jackies. it. Yes, let's just. All right, we'll do an article a day on you, and we'll just get the uh, yeah the, the SEO rankings up there, and let's there let's go. get you on that list. There you go, life That's goals. It. Life goals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Jackie, thank you so much uh, for taking time out of your day and locking yourself in a cupboard to have this conversation. <laughs> oh, it's been great. Really enjoyable. <laughs> Uh, and um, good luck with everything coming up in the near future and hopefully 2021 uh, looks a little bit, uh, a little more normal, shall we say, whatever that is uh, anymore. <laughs> well, hopefully it includes some races. That's all I want to do. Yep. Let's, let's, uh, yeah, let's hope for sure. Hope. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so, so okay. much. Uh, and we will catch up with you soon. Okay. Take care. Thank you very much for joining us for another edition of the Wits Up podcast. Who would you like me to chat to next? I mean, I've got a few people lined up already, but I'd love to hear your thoughts about who you would love to hear from. And I guess if you've got any specific questions for them as well, drop me a line at steph at witsup.com and let me know. Uh, don't forget to... Hit subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to our podcast. Throw us a rating uh, and leave us a comment as well. We would greatly appreciate it. And last but not least, please consider becoming a member of WitsUp. Just get on over to patreon.com slash WitsUp. Thanks again. I'll see you next week. <laughs>